You're listening to The Last Gram with Carrie and Evan. The main podcast is a free media source with a mission to provide better transparency in the market to connoisseurs, medical patients, recreational users, store owners, growers, extractors, and everyone in between. This is made possible through generous support from our sponsors who cover all corners of the great state of Maine. Special thank you goes out to Treeline Cannabis, Planet Tim, Watered Roots, Rugged Roots, The Head of Yeti, Tastefully Baked, Cure Cannabis, The Shack 420, Humble Family Farms, Canamelts, Salty Cultivation, The North Fire, Highbrow, Team Green, Seaworks & Co., Bade Space, Zero Gravity Extracts, Wisely Cannabis, and Stoner & Co. For more information on how you can support those who support us, please visit our website, www.mainpodcast.com, and click our Sponsors tab. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Last Gram. I'm your host, Evan, a.k.a. Headstash207, and I'm joined today by the normal, usual, peculiar, yet interesting... Yes, I'm liking this. <laughs> Carrie Landry, KLand70 on Instagram. Thanks so much, Carrie. Once again, beautiful day here in Lewiston. Yes, it is. Good to see you, Evan. Yes. Good to see you fine folk out there all through the U.S. and there thereabouts. Yes, yeah, so today we had a couple things we wanted to talk about. And first, I think we want to intro it, too, with that... Um, we haven't really gotten to cover a lot about Dawson and it's not because it hasn't been a topic of interest. It's because we just didn't post an episode last week. And yeah. We, we butchered our, something. We butchered We, yeah, we deleted the recording. Okay. <laughs> um, that's just what happens sometimes. Carrie never pressed record. Uh, we're just going <laughs> to shift around to the different Don't excuses. Be like that. No, but we didn't, we didn't get to highlight everything that's going on with Dawson. For those that don't know, he was in a, a pretty bad accident. About a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From this um, time, which is uh, early May, May 6th, 7th. We're yep. And so there has been, there, he, he, Dawson didn't have medical insurance like many Americans right now. They don't mm-hmm. have medical coverage. Um, and so he, he has accrued quite the hospital bill in trying to get well. The good news is he does seem like he's getting well. The better news is it does seem like he has quite a bit of support coming in, but the support needs to continue. Uh, we'll go ahead and when this episode drops, the link in our bio will be a link tree and it will have the GoFundMe also. And we encourage anyone if they can, five, 10, 15, 20 dollars. 
uh, 15,000, go ahead and contribute, you know? <laughs> so trying to reel in some big fish. Uh, but yeah, no, everyone's rooting for him. He's obviously, even if he's- The community response has been amazing. Love it's him. It's been amazing. Everybody him, and anybody Think any way in between. Yep. He has a lot of support from people on both sides because they do know that at the end of this, it's uh, everyone's fighting for a cause. Sometimes they're fighting from a different angle. Sometimes yep. they're on the opposite side of the aisle, but I yep. think there's a lot of mutual respect for people like Dawson. Mm -hmm. So- yeah, what he presents, what he does as an activist and has done, he's been very vocal and it started off for her. It's always about uh, prolonging and, and having this extension of what medical cannabis being grown in Maine can be and your rights to be a business owner in that respect and what your capabilities are um, from, a, from a government level. I mean, the idea of building it up so you can live a good life, doing what you love to do and sharing your medicine with others. I think those are a lot of the different things that to Dawson has epitomized that in a, as a person. Um, and I think that's where to a person, there's no doubting the intent of wanting all of those things for the better purpose, better reason, not just himself, but for, for the community. He's done a great job of that. And, and I think um, we've noticed it. We've missed his voice here this uh, last month. And, um, but where his voice has kind of went silent for a little while, everybody else in the community has kind of come together. And it's been, it's been beautiful. This has been one of the stronger, more, more uh, united periods of time that we've seen in the medical uh, program from the people who comprise and make up the medical program. And in some other ways, people are having, starting to have uh, fun. They're starting to do a, a couple different things and they're including patients within it. Um, the Sanford Beach Club, just to point out one of those things that's going on. Um, they're just, you know, they're meeting with patients out in the parking lot um, and they make a day of it. That's pretty, pretty fucking cool. That's good one-on-one. -on -one. So yeah, that's, uh, that's one of those things that um, I've noticed and, and I've been happy to see. I do want to give, uh, it, 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 like we said, our prayers, our thoughts, whatever you can do. Even if you can't give money, give some positive energy. It, it's, it, it does seem like it's working in some way. Um, you know, it's mysterious, but somehow it does seem like uh, when there's a yeah, whole community support, sometimes people just pull through weirdly enough, and it does seem like he's moving in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. You know what's really cool, too? The shirt designs. I just want to give a shout out to Bud Tico and, and, uh, for what he's been doing. Uh, Sticky Claws has came up with an amazing design, I think, that you saw. And those guys get credit, I think, yep. beyond the Dawson thing. Bud Tico has constantly been helping out the main medical program through, you know, getting just imagery out Giving there. Giving that visual shirts. identity yeah. to it. Yeah, no, for sure. And same with Sticky Claws. He also did a, a couple drawings for the Save yep. Main Medical. So those guys have always, when it came down to push and shove, they put their money where their mouth is and were able to help out with their services. So I think mm -hmm. they deserve a shout out also. And I want to give it to Shirley for coordinating being helpful in that process. Yeah, uh, you can get this one. Uh, all right. Um, you know, <laughs> um, I, so uh, a highlight that I think is important to talk about this week is that the, the uh, formerly known as the CCM page on mm -hmm. Instagram transferred over to Jibba magazine. Oh, yeah, I caught that. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool. I'll just read the, uh, the blurb that they put up three days ago. As some of you know, I started Jibba magazine with my husband. This is our way of more effectively helping the community as not everyone is on social media. Very true. Also, these social media platforms can be terminated at any given moment for any reason. So after days of meditation and careful consideration, I decided to convert this account over to the main Jibba Magazine account. Nothing will change concerning the spirit of the page, just the avatar. A great post. I, I like what they post. I honestly follow them for a lot of the information and stuff. I like that they're coming out with a magazine and that they're going to do it like a mobile one. You can just kind of download it. 
and look at it. It's going to be a free source. Good for them. Um, I wish them the best, and I'll definitely be checking that out because I think it's uh, – and I, I really do like that magazine. I do. I think that's that's. Or I don't even know the magazine. What's gonna look like? I like their page before it. I liked what they posted, even if I disagreed or agreed with maybe the commentary on it. I generally liked what they were posting. I thought it was relevant. It was important to like the laws and stuff that's going on in our lives. CCM. Um, I regretfully can't remember uh, some of the key or, uh, key figures who are at the top of it, and, and I've met them recently too, up at the protest when we were there. Yep. And uh, prior to when I went to a different protest, but we're talking about people who have been caregivers for a long, long time, immersed in it. If we were going to guess, like based off of like when we were talking to uh, some of the podcast guests that we've had, and they say, and we'll ask, so what's your first? Um, what was your first in? way of getting into cannabis or, or when you were kind of learning more about it, where were you going? And they were probably saying forums, either that, or it was something generation generationally mm -hmm. being passed on or they had some knowledge on it that way. So we're talking 15, 20 years of being involved in this at least. So great representation. Mm -hmm. yep. Another thing we want to highlight, I think that happened this week is that uh, we officially announced that Terps will be opening up as a fully functioning event space. Um, mm -hmm. it, we've listed online some of the public events that we have coming up. We're going to continue listing them. Uh, next Friday, uh, the 14th, we have a puff and paint that's going to happen. We have an art instructor coming in. You're going to be getting pre-rolls, a whole nine yards. It's all wrapped into the ticket price. Mm -hmm. There's two different options with and without food. Yeah, I wanted to give a different kind of price point. Remind um, me what's going So there's food, I believe it's coming from end to tail. Yeah, and what is the, them. you said there's an elixir. Squires coming up to do some mixing, some of the elixirs. You know, I didn't hit them up. Maybe that's a good idea. Uh, there, uh, It wasn't necessarily going to go that route. I was thinking beer and wine, but mm -hmm. uh, great. And having met them earlier, Earlier this week and before Zach's over the cool yeah. uh, 420 event over at Cure, mm -hmm. yeah, I love to uh, believe in their product, the yep. quality of their product, and it's really good. And these guys are spot on with oh, yeah. flavors too. It's mm -hmm. just ungodly. So you're right. I didn't hit them up, but we'll get them over here. No, yeah, I'll contact. I have Zach. If not so for I'll, this I'll, one, we'll do it in the future. I have Zach's number. I'll text him right after this. Oh, um, but yeah, the split. We felt like it was important to differentiate the event space. We want people in the cannabis industry to use this event space as much for whatever private doings or, or fairs that they want. But it's a safe environment. We've used it many times in the past, and it's been working really good. We had a good April, uh, and we and, you know we built up, and it's nice to see. And we'd really like to see that push forward. We want to also do local stuff too. Uh, yeah, I mean, and people a lot of the times too, like cannabis birthday parties are becoming a new thing. You know, it doesn't. We, I think, we've long been ingrained in this culture of it's birthday parties. We go out and drink, and all the stuff that we drink. And there is a large a group of people I think are turning away from alcohol and moving towards cannabis. And we're happy to be that outlet. We're happy to offer alcoholic beverages if that's something we do. We have a whole bunch of different packages. Uh, feel yep. free to contact Carrie or myself. You can go right onto the website, uh, terpslewiston.com, click on the events tab, and you'll scroll through and you'll see all the information listed there. Uh, 2,000 square feet, seating for 50, three smoke eaters conveniently located in the heart of Lewiston's downtown with uh, three to four stores all within a five minute walking distance. It's truly quite the location. Do they sponsor this? That sounds good, <laughs> dude. <laughs> No, and um, and it's something else to highlight along with Terps is that the clothing store has been closed. On the corner. Yeah, the clothing store has been closed, and it's been moved up one unit to 195 Main Street. And you can't miss it now. It has big windows with all the clothes right in it. Um, and that's going to be a cool experience, too. It opens up May 17th. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's going to be awesome. And, and one more thing to highlight. I want to say I want a message board in there. Because they can't stop you from putting a message, like a little message board in there, where you're speaking to the 
drivers on the road and maybe a chance to always talk about something cannabis or something, mm-hmm. you know, the medical program, whatever. No, we can do something. Maybe. Like that. I don't know. That that's a fine line. Either that or I'm gonna put a sign that says we'll work for weed. Or mm-hmm. we'll like work for weed. <laughs> so um the last thing to highlight too, uh, that's really centric about like what we got upcoming for for our stuff is on the 17th, we're gonna be releasing our Patreon. Mm-hmm. The link will become available right through our Instagram, like a lot of the other stuff is. And a lot of it is going to be unedited, wink, wink. There is going to be some editing, obviously, as editing is always important for the dead times or when we're just rambling Yeah, on. just tightening it up. But yep. it's it's going to be, for the most part, of like just unscripted, we'll call it. You know, it's, we're not going to place things in any type of specific order. Um, you know, no sound effects, really. Uh, it's just going to be us talking with yep. the guest, and we'll start backdating those episodes for the ones that we have. So any of the ones that we've done, We'll probably slowly start putting up there until we have a library. Oh, you're um, gonna make me work on that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and That'll also to the Patreon, will come with shirt subscriptions. So we're gonna be pulling from Terps um, and sending you monthly, bi-monthly, tri-monthly uh, shirt packages. There's gonna be a whole bunch of different selections that you can choose from. It's a, it's quite the program, and it starts out very simple at like five to ten dollars, and can work its way up to like a, a thirty dollars or so. And for every single one of those, it's a monthly cost, but it brings you it brings cannabis to your doorstep every day and every way except the thc i just came up with that on the spot <laughs> well, yeah we're putting that on the website so, yeah no but and those are some exciting things that we've come out i wanted to dive in mm-hmm. and really talk about um the post that i've seen today i think a lot of people have seen it circulating around um i found it on cohen law i think you're here right now and it was um M- it was, mlp it was yeah uh, the, the omp it was about them and the, and the rulemaking and the claim. They, you know, they had this whole article that was like claim and fact and stuff like that. So um, I thought we could just go through them and kind of have a little bit of a discussion. And we'd love to hear your comments on it, what you're thinking. Uh, that's obviously important to us. I just you think to the um, it was weird on the wording. I thought they were going to say something like a false, like falsehood or something like that. But they said claim. I, it's just funny. So the claim, the first one I saw, the, the first page kind of just described, uh, you know, the stakeholder, all the stuff, dear stake, dear MMMP stakeholders, you know, yada, yada, yada. We're going to go right into the claim part. Yep. A claim, every single unit of harvested marijuana will be required to have a separate inventory tracking tag from the inventory tracking system vendor affixed, from the inventory tracking system vendor affixed to it. Interesting. Package tags are required for each production batch. This is a fact. This is the fact. Yes, that was the claim, the first part. So the claim was every single unit of harvested marijuana will be required to have a separate inventory tracking tag from the inventory tracking system vendor affixed to it. The fact, or this is the supposed fact that uh, the OMP came out with, is package tags are required for each production batch and each batch is tracked with a packaging tag, a package tag. This package tag has a unique number that is affixed to the label of every individual unit within the batch, but an individual package tag is not required for each unit within the batch. For instance, a batch of brownies that is cut into 100 individually wrapped brownies will have the same package tag number on label on label for all 100 brownies for that batch. I, I mean, to me, that does. I, there is a the clarification there. It doesn't even actually sound like they are saying false to that claim. They're just saying, no, it's right in some instances but it's not applicable to everything. Isn't um, that an easy one? I mean, for like, say, edibles? I do I mean, wonder. I, I would have always thought it's like the tray. Or I'm that wondering the number. whole. Uh, 
I went to so thought it was individually number, brownie tested. My God, yeah, every nobody single unit would have bothered harvested me. Marijuana were required to have a separate inventory tracking table. Every single unit of harvested marijuana, but then they talk. They use brownies as a uh, what's a unit? Well, what's that's considered what a unit? That's what, that's what confused me. I would assume that they're talking bulk, but I'm so bulk, and then when you gram it or, or put it into eights, wondering if that requires a. a I would have thought a unit is tag. a pound. Isn't that what we're normally trading if you're going to talk about dried flour? And so, um, right. what's, what's considered a unit of hash or BHO? Yeah, see, they, there's know. not much clarification there at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's our claim. So, claims related to video surveillance. This will be cool. All registrants, <laughs> including home-based registered caregivers, will be required to have video surveillance throughout their registered premises. Ooh, I don't know if I like that one. That's a claim. That is a claim. Though, Notice okay? the lack of details, though. What's the claim? The fact is video surveillance is not required within the dwelling of within the dwelling unit of any home-based registered caregiver. Registrants are required to store any video footage for 30 days. OMP did so to allow registrants to use off-the-shelf video surveillance equipment available at retailers. Okay, so that's good because I think that was um, when I was talking with Jill, and this might might have been what she was saying when she comments on the post and said I was wrong about one opinion or whatnot. Um, I, when I was when we when we had our interview with them, she was saying that that's one of the big things they were fighting for was to be able to use off the shelf camera equipment because mm -hmm. before it would have been yeah much pricier as far as what they were asking for the well, technology yeah. behind it because were, were there forty five day periods storage over thirty days requires like a basically professional system mm -hmm. so thirty days allows for them to really just they don't address. Um, the camera still not being within. So if it's in your home dwelling, it's say, not required within the dwelling unit of any home-based register care. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't know. That's a little bit confusing too, but I would assume the dwelling unit means like where you live. But if part of your grow is within your house, say even your drying room, carrying room, I don't know. Then it would be inside your home or it needs to be. I mean, there are proper spots that it should be. Well, you know, you're, your uh, your beds, your flower, your drying area, your propagation uh, rooms, uh, you know, however you're going to, whatever you're utilizing, wherever the plant is. Yes, I agree with that. And those uh, hallways to get to those areas. Sure. I think that's only realistic. I don't know how much camera work you actually need. I mean, look, we've got security here. Where, where, where do we aim our cameras? At doorways, you know, so it doesn't need to be through the whole place. Uh, I, I mean, yes, it does to some degree, but you don't need to go where you don't need to go. And how come they're also not addressing that, like the quantity of the cameras that we heard a lot of people saying? I'm not sure. Well, almost every is, square. Well, also, square too, they're, they're really just going. Cubic. Well, the thing is, two carries. I think they're really just like targeting specific claims. I think that, like, again, this feels like a softball fix to me. I mean, I don't know. I, I personally don't read it like that. I read it as of like, maybe it's, I don't know. I, I haven't seen the full document. I, I would assume this document's quite long. Like I said, it could be wrong, but let's see. The Office of Marijuana Policy will have remote access to continuous live video feed from all registrants video surveillance. And then the fact, that's the claim. That's the, claim. the fact is the Office of Marijuana Policy will not have remote access to a continuous live video feed from all registrants video surveillance. OMP must be provided access to an individual registrants video upon request. Good. That's yeah, great. That's clarifying. Cut and dry. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, so the next one, claim all registrants making edible marijuana products will be required to purchase new expensive molds to make their edibles because all edibles must be embossed with the universal symbol. 
Fact, the revised rule does not require any registrants to stamp or emboss an edible marijuana product with the universal symbol. The universal symbol must be printed on the marketing layer. Hmm. So the revised, they called it the revised. Okay, so this, so what they are citing is that they heard people's complaints about that. And That's they what did, I'm thinking. That's what I'm reading from it. it, yeah. I can see that too. Every mold would have had to. So every design would have looked the same, would have had to look the same. You couldn't well, have had I think it would just have to have like a... Like, can you imagine, say, like High Peak or... It would or, have had to have uh, a, universal, like a universal stamp. So this was not part of the camera rule. This one I think was part of uh, to deal with qualifying patients or maybe entry of a entry to the store. It skips around a little in this post. Uh, under the new MMP rule, only qualifying patients will be permitted inside a caregiver retail store. That is a claim. Fact, there's no prohibition on any member of the public entering a caregiver retail store or dispensary. Only qualifying patients and caregivers are permitted to purchase or receive harvested marijuana at a caregiver retail store or dispensary. Mm. Makes sense. I mean, that's kind of how it has they been. Used to, no, that's not necessarily true. A lot of uh, stories that have been in, in more southern Maine have, uh, it, you got to show, well, when you were allowed in, you had to show your card to get in. Or they weren't going to yeah, let you in. I think Where we've been a little less strict or, or regulated about that here. Wondering if that's, I don't know if there's a city ordinance for that, if you can do that. <laughs> or I'm wondering if those stores are just doing it to try to keep people out. Like, you know, they only want patients in there. Like, in the sense, it's just too much. And a chance to also individualize the experience a little bit more and give good service. Is that kind of it, too? Kind yeah. of checks the door. Hey, you know, uh, I know that we can only see the fact part. and We can't say the claim part on the very top. But that's a, an important point. Um, and I can assume that the claim was based off of the fact. Do you want to read that on the very top of that, this page? Uh, yeah, the fact said there is no prohibition on discounting pricing in the MMMP rule. Yeah, people, I believe the claim would have been something like you cannot, I mean, Run obviously, sales yeah, you won't be, yeah, you can't do a sale, you can't do promos and different things like that. I did hear that as a voice concern uh, from stores. Um, Strange. Uh, uh, stores will have sales, but cultivators won't have sales. <laughs> or, or producers, when they do directly with, they just kind of set their price. Yep. And then if we went on to related claims related to application process, there is a claim all caregivers, regardless of their authorized activity, be required to obtain local authorization from the municipalities in which they grow, manufacture, and or distribute marijuana for medical use. The fact that claim is only registered caregivers operating a caregiver retail store in a municipality will need to provide evidence of local approval and authorization to operate a caregiver retail store in that municipality. 
All caregivers, regardless of their authorized activities, will be required to obtain local authorization. So they're just saying um, you don't need local authorization for the grow, manufacturer, and or distribution, distribution unless the distribution method is through a store, and you don't need the local approval to get the state license first. I think you need local approval for, from what I'm reading, to, to get a store. You Yeah, right. You would need to... So, but that doesn't change things as they are where you, uh, where there are dry towns and cities, right? I mean, if uh, you still would have to go through that process, aren't they really kind of stating the obvious that if I wanted to go and cultivate uh, adult use in a certain region, uh, there are only certain areas, certain towns that are doing that. You can't be adult use in every town and every city. So it's a little misleading to me or either that or I'm misunderstanding what they're claiming. Yeah, well, there was some comments, too, about the misleadingness of it. Um, and then one of the Moosehead, Moosehead Farms commented, pretty funny, they didn't address any of the real problems. What a joke, because I think the only cost of metric is the tags monthly fee. I guess they're magical attacks and attach and track themselves. While OMP does not mandate you hire a person to take care of the data input, et cetera, you're going to need one period. Intelligence at its best. I do think that's true. That is a good comment that they have dodged. I didn't see it at first. I was kind of like, well, I mean, they're claiming it, but I, I haven't read through the whole thing either. Mm. So I don't really know what's going on. I'm, I'm looking. I don't know Instagram if this snapshot. is pretty much everything. I don't Outside think so. It like a it might be points. a little, yeah. I thought, and that's what I was saying earlier when I thought, okay, well, the first two were kind of softballs, like as in those are easy enough. Nobody's really, really, really disputing those. Um, a couple of the others might have been falsehood, somebody's interpretation of the way it was written, and they've just kind of said, yeah, this works. But there's a couple where they have, they said it's revised. The new revise, and we're talking about a claim or a fact, it's not really a fact if it wasn't the same thing until you made a revision. So they're really kind of making it look like they're working with us. Right. And I'm not, not liking that. I'm not liking, like, they're not giving us the really true important answers that you're hoping for. And you're right. Maybe there is more literature here. We're just not seeing. This has been The Last Graham with Carrie and Evan. Like, subscribe, share, and thank you.